Welcome to Hand Surgery Resources Podcast. Welcome to Hand Surgery Resources Podcast on Osteoarthritis of the Thumb CMC Joint. The carpometacarpal joint at the base of the thumb, also known as the thumb basal joint, is a common site for osteoarthritis. In severe cases, the thumb CMC joint may be subluxed dorsally out of the basilar joint socket. This subluxation often appears as a lump on the top of the CMC joint dorsally. Patients with thumb CMC joint osteoarthritis usually complain of pain at the base of the thumb. This pain is aggravated by repetitive gripping and particularly by repetitive power pinch. Simple activities of daily living, like handwriting, may become very uncomfortable. Patients may also complain of CMC joint swelling, and additionally, some people note complete thumb collapse, commonly associated with an unstable hyperextended thumb MP joint in conjunction with a subluxed thumb CMC joint. Examination of the patient with thumb CMC joint osteoarthritis typically reveals a CMC joint deformity, CMC joint tenderness, and a positive CMC joint grind or compression test. The thumb CMC joint compression test is performed by forcibly reducing the thumb CMC joint subluxation while grinding the thumb CMC joint surfaces together. This maneuver will reproduce the patient's pain. Osteoarthritis of the thumb CMC joint should be evaluated with an AP lateral oblique x-rays. These x-rays allow the hand surgeon to identify the stage of the patient's osteoarthritis. There are four stages of thumb CMC joint osteoarthritis. Stage 1 shows mild joint space narrowing and limited subluxation of the CMC joint. After progressing through stage 2 and 3, stage 4 shows severe osteoarthritis with the joint significantly subluxed. The joint significantly narrowed, sclerotic, and osteophytes are typically present. In stage 4, the joints surrounding the trapezium are also all arthritic. This pattern is referred to as pan-trapezial arthritis. Occasionally, routine x-rays show only minimal thumb CMC joint subluxation. In this situation, a bilateral thumb CMC joint stressed x-ray can be used to accurately document the severity of the thumb joint instability. The initial non-operative management of symptomatic thumb CMC joint osteoarthritis involves activity modification, the use of adaptive devices to decrease the stress of pinch, and the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. Two types of splints are commonly prescribed. One is a resting rigid thumb spike at night brace. A second is a daytime functional thumb CMC joint support. When these therapeutic alternatives do not control the patient's symptoms, then cortisone injection or platelet-rich plasma injections into the thumb CMC joint are sometimes used to control the symptoms. In order to perform a thumb CMC joint cortisone injection, the wrist and hand are first placed in the examination table in neutral rotation and neutral flexion extension wrist position. This position provides access to the dorsum of the thumb CMC joint. While using sterile gloves, the thumb CMC joint area is next prepped with an anesthetic solution such as alcohol. While passively flexing and extending the thumb CMC joint, the exact location of the joint space is carefully assessed by palpation. When the joint is prepped a second time and cold spray has been applied, a 22 gauge needle attached to a small syringe containing the cortisone and local anesthetic solution is gently inserted into the thumb CMC joint space. Typically, an injection of 1 cc of this mixture will fit in this small joint. 
Some surgeons may use fluoroscopy to guide the placement of this injection. The injection site is typically temporarily adjusted with a band-aid for 24 hours. When non-surgical options no longer control the patient's symptoms, then surgical intervention may be needed. A surgical reconstruction for the thumb CMC joint, which is arthritic, typically involves treatment of the CMC joint by removal of the trapezium. If the thumb MB joint is also unstable and hyperextended, then simultaneous reconstruction of this joint will often be needed. A common procedure for the thumb MP joint that is hyperextended is a fusion. The typical incisions for the thumb CMC joint fascial arthroplasty include a curved incision over the thumb CMC joint dorsal radially and transverse wrist and forearm incisions for harvesting the palmaris lungus and the ulnar half of the flexor carpi radialis. The exact reconstructive surgery can vary. Some surgeons excise the trapezium only. Some reconstruct the ulnar collateral ligament at the thumb CMC joint. Some use a prosthesis to replace the trapezium. Some surgeons pass the tendon through the bone for the CMC joint ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction, while others weave half of the flexor carpi radialis tendon around the abductor pollicis longus tendon and the remaining half of the flexor carpi radialis tendon to perform a so-called suspension plasty. Once exposed, the trapezium is gently removed in pieces. To excise the trapezium, a probe is first used to identify the trapezial borders in the associated pantrapezial joints. Second, the capsular and periosteal attachments on the dorsum of the trapezium are removed by sharp dissection. The four quadrants of the trapezium are defined by drilling drill holes to separate the four quadrants. Once the four quadrants are identified, the trapezium is completely divided into four parts with a small osteotome and the trapezial fragments are removed with a rongeur. Care is taken to protect the underlying flexor carpi radialis tendons insertion into the base of the second metacarpal. Once the trapezium is removed, the scaphoid is seen in the depths of the defect along with the retained half of the flexor carpi radialis tendon. Next, the transverse incisions on the volar wrist and forearm are used to expose and harvest the palmaris longus graft if this tendon is available. This tendon graft will be harvested for the fascial arthroplasty component of the reconstruction. The ulnar half of the flexor carpi radialis is also harvested via these transverse incisions, but left attached to the base of the second metacarpal. As noted, the flexor carpi radialis tendon is used to reconstruct the ulnar collateral ligament of the thumb CMC joint. The ulnar collateral ligament is reconstructed with half of the flexor carpi radius tendon, which has been left attached to the base of the second metacarpal. This half of the flexor carpi radialis tendon first goes through and around the abductor pollicis longus tendon, and then around the intact deep portion of the flexor carpi radialis tendon at the base of the defect where the trapezium has been excised earlier. When the flexor carpi radialis tendon is pulled taut, the base of the thumb metacarpal seats itself snugly against the base of the second metacarpal in the depths of the trapezial defect. The flexor carpi radialis tendon is then sutured to the abductor pollicis longus tendon and the joint capsule. In conclusion, the flexor carpi radialis tendon suspends the thumb metacarpal by the reconstructed ulnar collateral ligament. Next, the palmaris longus graft is attached to the remaining tail portion of the flexor carpi radialis tendon half. The palmaris longus and the flexor carpi radialis tendon 
are rolled into a ball of tendinous tissue, which is then used for the fascial arthroplasty component of the reconstruction. A chromic suture holds the tendon ball in shape and secures the tendon material to the deep portion of the flexor carburetor's tendon near the base of the second metacarpal. If the a thumb empty-joint arthrodesis is also necessary, then this is performed through a dorsolongitudinal incision. In this situation, a pin is left across the thumb empty-joint that is being fused while the arthrodesis heals. Without fusing this joint, the patient's Z-collapse would continue and this would likely disrupt the reconstruction of the thumb CMC joint. Finally, the rolled-up ball of tendon material is delivered into the defect created by the previous trapezial excision. The capsular and skin incisions are then sutured. The patient will be immobilized in splints. A thumb spica cast follows the splinting and an embrace for a total of 48 weeks, depending on exactly which reconstructive procedure has been used. In conclusion, some key points on thumb's CMC joint osteoarthritis should be kept in mind. One, thumb osteoarthritis is often associated with carpal tunnel syndrome or decrevenes tenosynovitis or wrist STT osteoarthritis. These potential coexisting problems must be kept in mind and dealt with separately. Two, non-surgical therapeutic options such as the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, splinting, cortisone injections should always be tried initially to see if this will control the patient's symptoms without surgical intervention. Three, surgical treatment recommendations should be based on the severity of the symptoms and the failure of non-surgical management. Four, surgical risks such as infection, nerve injury, etc., and the surgical prognostic possibilities should be discussed carefully with the patient prior to surgery. Five, the reconstructive thumb will typically have less pain and improved function, but it should be emphasized that it will not be a duplicate of a normal asymptomatic thumb. Thank you for listening to our podcast on thumb CMC joint osteoarthritis. Please visit our website at www.handsurgeryresource.org for more information. At this site, look for our extensive online hand surgery text, Hand Surgery Source, and find our app, Hand Surgery Source, at the Apple Store and the Google Play. Thank you for listening.